Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that, too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person, how-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I actually have my good friend Charlie with me. Say hello to everybody. Hello. And we have a lot of movie news to get through. This is actually something that we haven't done in a while. I'm excited to actually talk a little bit about movie new- the movie news that we actually have today. So what is the first topic that we have? Um, the first topic is, is um, it... There's um there's two things from the same but regarding the same movie. Um, they released the first poster for today for Guy Ritchie's new movie called Wrath of Man. Um, and this is a uh, Guy Ritchie movie, so you know there's some great dialogue because that that's that's his niche is dialogue and the gentleman. I mean, great dialogue. It was hilarious. So anyway, um, so on the heels of this morning's announcement, the film will be coming out um two weeks later. So it's coming out in May. I'll get to that in a bit. Um. Guy Ritchie is taking to Twitter to unveil the first poster of his latest collaboration with, you, you know, at Jason Statham, his um, the guy that's worked with him earlier on in the in the past of uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and uh, Snatch, which are great movies, by the way. But again, it's Jason Statham, so essentially, um, it's called Wrath of Man, and in that, the trailer is set to arrive on Monday. Um, it's a pretty cool poster. It's uh, Jason Statham kind of looking all like. Um, suited up in a sense um and he's got blood definitely blood on his hands so you know jason statham's gonna uh be kicking some ass um so it's based on the 2004 french film titled le convier convier or cash truck the film follows h a cold and mysterious employee of a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around los angeles each week Shifting across timelines and various characters' perspectives, the film weaves a suspenseful and carefully constructed narrative. So, along with Stafum, it's uh, the ensemble role includes Josh Hartnett, Scott Eastwood, McCannelly, mm. uh, Jeffrey Donovan, La, um, Laz Alonzo, Aru, uh, Raul Castillo. Um, oh God, I don't, I can't pronounce his name. And Post Malone. This is the latest collaboration between Statham and Guy Ritchie, and it's written and directed by Guy Ritchie, who's also currently in production with both Statham and Hartnett for an upcoming global spy movie called Five Eyes. And that one's also got a lot of the same like people, and I think it's a spy movie in a sense by Guy Ritchie, but it's bringing back that one. I don't know, have a release date for they're filming that now, um, but that one's starring Guy Ritchie, and I believe Aubrey Plaza's in that. But you have me so much Statham. 
to be honest. I've been I this movie was supposed to be out sometime last year. Then they then we haven't seen any trailers and stuff for it, and they're supposed to be out actually this January. And then April, and then I think now that we're getting a trailer, it means this is coming out soon, but I'm in. I actually like the poster, to be honest with you. Yeah. I love the poster. The poster looks really cool. Um, not only that, but, you know, Jason Statham is going to be kicking some ass, like you said. Then, of course, Guy Ritchie, plot twist, stuff like that, dialogue. You have to play, you have to actually pay very close attention to each thing that comes around inside of this movie and everything, too. And also, too, I love the poster because it's not just faces. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, I think around 2014 or 2015, all we had with posters was faces on the poster. There was no artistic uh, thing to the movie or anything like that. It was just faces plastered onto the poster, and that was it. With this, you have Jason Statham in a suit. You also know that he's going to kick some ass. He's got blood on his hands and stuff like that. I love it. It actually explains what kind of movie that we're in for. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see see what this trailer is going to look like on Monday. Same here. Trailer reaction. <laughs> yeah, and it's officially rated R. I believe it was rated R that I read. It was probably the usual Guy Ritchie stuff, but this one's like strong, bloody violence throughout. So you know there's going to be some action in it. So um, let me see. Also, too, I've been wondering about Josh Josh Harnett as well. I've been wondering what he's been up to since uh, God knows how long he's acted. Yeah, and it's good to see him back on the screen again. You have Post Malone in there. He's a, he's not that greatest actor or whatever. But when it comes down to other people being in this film, Clint Eastwood, and then, of course, Jason Statham. No, uh, Scott, uh, Scott Eastwood. Uh, I think that's, okay. yeah. Yeah, You're Clint Eastwood's okay. son, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's son. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's radar for strong violence throughout, pervasive language, and some sexual references. Which that one, the references doesn't surprise me because I mean, Guy Ritchie's gonna like he has that kind of dialogue. I mean, in the gentleman, I mean, it was just uh, um, Hugh Grant's character is dropping all these sexual references in it when he's talking to Charlie Hunnam the whole time. So I'm not surprised on that part of it, but I I figure violence and that and language are the two big ones, but. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what the trailer looks like. I mean, get to see Jason Statham in in a movie. I'm a huge Jason Statham fan, so I'm in. All right. So what else do we have? Alrighty. Um, next one. Um, well, since I have it up, we were like, um, it was just a more uh, regarding news about the uh the boys season three. Um, Aya. Um. Aya Cash, she's the one, if you haven't seen, like, if you don't know what the boys is, she played a character called Stormfront on the show. Um, she confirmed that she won't be back for the boys season three. <laughs> um, again, I'm not going to go in. I think it's still it's kind of soon. Um, not everybody has Amazon Prime, so I'm not going to spoil what happens in season two. But, yeah, so she's she's just confirmed that she won't be returning. Right. But next, based off of that and everything, I feel, felt like, you know, that's not a surprise because of what happened to her character yeah. and things like that. I mean, basically, I thought she got destroyed. That's all I'm going to say. I thought mm-hmm. she just got plastered. Um, she like When they interviewed her, she said, I want to know if she'll be back, too. Um, she goes, I'm not there right now. I'm on a new Fox show that I called This Country. My contract for the boys was only for a year or so. Who knows? Maybe they can CGI my face in. Um, how, yeah. So, like I said, just to avoid the spoilers for the boys, I'm not going to go into any further. Um, you can find it. You can just type in Boys Season 3 if you're interested, and you can be able to find this link because this was just posted today. Um, so there's that. Um, I didn't have this article, but I figured if not everybody knows, um, to keep an eye out for tomorrow. Uh, I just found this out like less than an hour or so ago, like maybe about two hours ago. It was like, on my Twitter about like, or just scrolling through Facebook. Um, there's a little movie called uh, Suicide Squad that's coming out in August. I don't yep. know if anybody's heard about it, but James Gunn just announced tomorrow trailer. Trailer will be released tomorrow. I don't have the exact time, and it looks like it's going to be a red band trailer, which means... Radar. Any, ra- radar. If anything, anything goes, they're like going to drop F-bombs in the trailer. I don't know how long the trailer will be, but I'm thinking if they have the MPA rate, I'm thinking it's going to be at least two minutes. 
That'd be my guess. Um, yep. I don't think we're going to get a Zack Snyder tease like he has for the last two um, Army of the Dead trailers. Um, I, and then and then they released a poster for it. It looks pretty sweet. Um, but that's just something I just wanted to mention. Suicide Squad trailer is being released tomorrow. And um, we're pumped. And of course, and of course, we're going to be doing a trailer review for that for Neighbors Watching Trailers. So stay tuned for that tomorrow sometime. We're going to drop yeah. it as soon as I get off of work and do it that way. But we won't even know what we're expecting out of it. Our reaction is going to be our reaction no matter what we do. Um, but like you said, this is not going to be like Zack Snyder dropping 30 seconds of a trailer, it looks like, because of the fact that it's actually a Red Band trailer. Because it's a Red Band trailer and everything, we're going to actually get a two-minute long trailer. And of course, it's James Gunn. And James Gunn knows how to put a trailer. Well, he doesn't know how to put a trailer together. But the development team knows how to put a trailer together. But he, mm -hmm. they know how to sell a movie. And James Gunn is going to probably make sure that nothing is really spoiled when it comes yeah. down to the advertising. Yeah, I so. mean, there's so many, there's the thing is that you can do a trailer of so many of the other characters, not the main ones. And and, and, and you can still get people hyped because the thing is there's so many characters in the Suicide Squad movie that you can just do a trailer with just the minor characters and people will already be so, I mean, just show a brief glimpse of King Shark. People are going to see this movie. <laughs> I mean, that, that's all you got to do. Have him, like, chomp down on some guy and people will see this movie. I'm excited. So, anyway, just wanted to throw that one out there to everybody that there's a trailer coming tomorrow. Don't know the time, but it's tomorrow. So, um, mm -hmm. the next thing we got on here, I'm pretty excited for this because, um, I haven't finished this. But I'm like I'm I'm like I ha I currently own it. Um, there's a game there. Sony and Chad Saliski, um, he's they're teaming for the uh, Ghost of Tsushima film adaptation. Um, so near a year after the the game first hit shelves to rave reviews from critics and gamers alike, I played a few minutes, a couple, not a couple, about an hour or so into it. I know Sean played played a lot of this. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, it's it make you feel like a samurai. So anyway. Um, Sony Pictures I, and PlayStation Productions, because this is a PlayStation exclusive, has begun development on a film adaptation of Ghost of Tsushima and entitled John, like John Wick, Helmer, Chad Seleski to direct according to Deadline. Um, so he says, we're excited to be, um, somebody says, we're excited to be partnering with Chad and 8711 Entertainment to bring their vision of Jin's, Jin's story to the big screen. The guy, of, head of PlayStation Productions, said in a statement, we, we love working with creative partners like Chad, who have a who have a passion for our games, ensuring that we can create rich adaptations that will excite our fans and new audiences. So it's uh, this was the the latest PlayStation title to receive a big screen adaptation under the Sony Pictures PlayStation Product Partnership. First big screen product being held was the Tom Holland Uncharted movie, which is next year, and the uh, there, there's the Last of Us series two coming to HBO. Um, which I'm excited for that. The, the, yeah, Last of Us is fantastic. So the action adventure title, this is the center about the game. It takes place in uh, 1274. Samurai warriors are the legendary defenders of Japan. Until so the fearsome, the fearsome uh, Mongol Empire invades the island of Tsushima, wrecking havoc and conquering the local population. As one of the last surviving samurai, you rise from the ashes to fight back. When honorable tactics won't lead you to victory, you must move must move beyond your samurai traditions to forge a new way of late fighting the way of the ghost as a way of as you wage an uncontrolled war for the freedom of Japan. Um so and there's then this gives the more details of the game, but this is huge. Like I said, this is this like I guess I haven't finished it, but what I played of it, it's fun. Like you you can turn on like camera pick uh, camera filters to make you feel like you're in an a, a an Akira Kurosawa uh, movie and you can make it's all black and white screen and you can like and then there's a, a button where you, you can slow like like hold your sword and at the perfect time it comes out and it slices the guy. I oh, mean cool. this like I said I'm excited for this because it's like another it's another PlayStation title that's getting the big screen treatment. Like I'm pumped for Uncharted. I think it's gonna be great, but that's that's I'm probably one of the few right. people excited for it. But, I'm excited for it, to be honest with you. But yeah. with this and everything, I'm intrigued with it because it could go really well with it if Sony is careful at what they're doing. I mean, and, you got a John Wick guy involved with it. And if right, he's the writer. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, the John Wick uh, writers, matter of fact, they decided to go with the writer of John Wick, which is something that I'm actually excited about because now you actually have good script writing for a project that that he might actually be good at. I don't think it's going to be like the paint-by-the-numbers kind of video game to movie adaptation. I think they're going to be very careful with it, and they're going to know what that property is. What that property is. Yeah. I hope they actually have that slow mo motion and stuff like that, like you mentioned, when it comes down to killing certain people and things yeah. like that, because and to me, I can picture it. It feels like a cinematic experience whenever you actually play the video Ooh. game. And I'm hoping yeah. that we get that same type of cinematic experience when we actually get to see him wield the sword and mm. take down the uh, take down these armies and stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm very interested. I'm very interested yeah. in it. This is my first time even hearing about the video game and stuff. So I might actually check out the game itself to um, to understand the game gameplay a lot more. I mean, I played a I played a little bit of it. I liked it. Um, Sean played a lot of it. Um, I think yeah. I mean, it, it, what I've played of it's fun. I think in my backlog is so huge. I got so much stuff. And then another one that we didn't talk about, but I saw was in the news. I think the one of the other writers that did John Wick. I think Derek. I forgot his last name. Um, anyway. Yeah, he. Um, I think he wasn't asked to come back to write the new, the next two John Wick movies. Um, everybody's freaking out. Oh, this movie's gonna be that. I'm like, come on, are you really watching a John Wick movie for the plot? Sure, the plot's been decent, but I think like third one was like all over the place. But then again, I don't watch the John Wick movies for plot. I watch them for Keanu just to kick some ass, and that's it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I think it's like to add new fresh blood to it. And the important thing is, if they went a whole different direction and they don't have Keanu involved, sure, I'd be concerned. But the fact that Keanu is still involved and they're still doing two more movies, but they're actually not filming back to back. Because, I mean, with the COVID, I could see why they were not filming them both back to back. But the fact that we're supposed to get two more John Wicks, chapter four and five. I guess if you got a new fresh take it, as long as you continue the story, it's fine. I mean, it's like right. as long as you keep Keanu involved. Well, here's the thing. I'm always glad that there's actually fresh blood when it comes down to the writing. Because don't forget, this guy did three films of John Wick, and he did a fantastic job on all three of those films. And to say, hey, look, I'm going to go work on another project, and, you know... I've done what I could do with the three films that I did and I wrote with. They were all three successful films. Let me go ahead and work on this project so I can maybe do a franchise out of this and make that even better than I did with the first three John Wick movies. Also, too, it also gives free reign for other writers that they can bring in to where they can actually do a good job with the writing abilities. Because I feel like if you're attached to a film too long, you become fatigued. Yeah. Of the film, and you're not your passion's not there. But for a writer to say, "Hey, look, I'm done with the John Wick ser uh, series that I've been doing. I'm ready to work on something else." That I, I had to give him amendments for that because of the fact that he acknowledged the fact that he's ready to move on to something else. It wasn't actually it wasn't his decision, though. However, um, he's the creator of it. I said studio making next sequels without him. Um, so this is, will be the first ones without Derek, uh, Kolstad. Oh, there um, Yeah. Um, so he says, um, he's like, um, yeah, at a certain stage studio, you will tell you, um, he's still close with the director and still close with the first film. And I don't know what's going to happen, but he's excited to see it. Um, he says it was not his decision. Um, when you think of the contractual of these things, third one, I shared the credit with a number of people. The studio didn't have to come back to me, and so they didn't. So I don't know. It's just, um, it's I think just politics. It's just yeah. politics in the studio, then. Yeah, but the in fact that, that he still he still has he still he, I don't think they left on bad terms. So, right. I think it's just like being a band member, and the band they would yeah. you know the band member wants to go ahead and work on some other projects. Yeah, I think so. That's what it seems like to me. If he wants to come back, he's more than welcome to come back. That's yeah, what it looks like to me. So, all right. So that was that one. Um, next to the next two bit and and for me, well, the next three are a lot of uh DC related movies. Um, first off is uh the Shazam sequel. Some pumps for this. Um, uh, Theory of the Shazam, Theory of the Gods. They added Hell Mirren as a villain. 
I'm excited for that. Yeah, so it's uh, David F. Sandberg's highly anticipated sequel to his DC Extended Universe hit continue to take shape as Oscar winner Helen Mirren is joined the cast of um, according to uh, uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. She was she will star as Hesperia, a character not originally from the comics, but with a heritage rooted in them as she's the daughter of Atlas. He was one of the several characters from the publisher to be inspired by the Titan of the ancient Greek mythology, with the most iconic inter- iteration of the character hailing from Jack Kirby in 1975. Um, so she joins cast with breakout Rachel um, Zegler from West Side Story, Though her key role was currently being kept under the Thunderbolt art out in chest. Um, it's pretty reported that screenwriter has um, Henry Gaden has re- signed on to return to craft the sequel for the comedic superhero effort with Sandberg directing it, um, mm-hmm. along with producer um, and cast members Zach Levi, Jack Dylan, Grazer, um, Marta Millens, Asher An- Angel, Megan Good, Faith Herman, and Adam Brody. So essentially a lot of them are the, the adults. Um, so we'll see. Um, so I'm excited with this one. I love the first one. I thought it was hilarious. Um, it was one of those like different takes on the superhero, like the the sequence where he's running in the uh, the, the the store and he's like, he's, and you hear the the bat the, the toy of like, oh, I'm Batman, and he grabs Batman. He's like, get him, Batman! Get him, Batman! I was like, I thought, like I said, it was entertaining. Sure, it had some dark nice. moments in it, but it was entertaining. It was just it was just funny, and I think. Because they said Zach Zach Levi, I'm a huge fan of his from Chuck. Right. He was contemplating like mental illness. Like he was like he deep down he, um, like deep down he just like I think he was thinking about killing himself. To be honest, like he was just deep down. I think he was just in that mental state. And once he did Shazam, now he's getting roles like crazy. And he just and now right. he's just found his passion again, which I love because I think for him he's just. I liked him. I thought he was great as Chuck, and is this? And he's and he's gonna be at like he's supposed to be at these DC convention awesome con I was supposed to go to last year, and then with the pandemic, so I hope he comes back. But he's gonna roll. I'm sure he will. Yeah, he's gonna roll. He's in the new um, movie about Kurt Warner. They're making a movie about him, and he's supposed to play Kurt Warner. So, oh, cool. Yeah, for me, I love Zachary Levi in the very first. Um, Shazam movie, to be honest with you. I actually felt like he was a 15-year-old kid in, in this adult body. My favorite thing is the part where they buy uh, beer and everything, and they didn't like the way the beer tasted, yeah. so they wound up getting like Slim Jims and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, the yeah, Batman... Yeah, I'm super <laughs> hero. It's like, that's not me. And then, and then like, um, or this is like, hey, I like to buy um, some of your finest beers, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, this not sure. Um, I don't know if I'm 100% true on the facts of what Zach Levi was going through, but I did read he was going through a really bad time. Yeah, and, he was going through a dark time in his life to the point where it was suicide. I remember that. And it's just good to see a good film to where it resurrected not only his career, but it also resurrected his life, though, if you think about it in a yeah. sense, where he's like, hey, look, life is worth living. I don't need to be yeah. doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm glad that this um script this movie brought him some life into his yeah. life so that's something i'm really happy with i mean i thought it was, like the movie was great i enjoyed it I, and then it was just cool because he's a he's a black adam kind of like he's a he's in the black adam universe so you know the rock is going to show up at some point because black adam is a villain to shazam so yeah. so just to see the connection of that and then um okay so that was that so speaking of black adam which has been on like like um, they just found another cast member for that. Um, they said uh, they just casted a uh, 007 uh, Pierce Brosnan to join Black uh, join Johnson's Black Adam as Doctor Fate. So gears up production next month. So we're gonna get they're gonna start filming this well, soon. Hold on, um, let's talk about Helen Marion for a minute. Though, too, oh, okay, sorry. because we didn't really oh, yeah, touch sorry. on her. We caught, um, but another thing too is thank you, Tara. I'm glad that you like my hat. I do appreciate that. Um, but you know, I love Helen Merrill as an actress. She's a fantastic actress. When you look at the Queen, when you look at um, another one is Red, Red One. Then of course the other thing that I really liked, and this is one of my favorites though too, besides Collateral Beauty, was Hobbs and Shaw. Whenever she plays uh, Shaw's uh, mother, I thought she did a really good job in in that role. 
She was also in the thing. They introduced her character in Fate of the Furious, the eighth Fast and Furious yep. movie. So she showed yep. up in that. And so she's going to be showing up. Like, so she's a big character aspect to um, the Fast and Furious franchise. So she's going to be in it for the next few ones because we need, there's a lot of story arc to like, how does she go from Fate of the Furious to end up in prison? And I think she was just, she was the one that was perfect to be Jason Statham's mom, to be honest. Like, I, I mean, think so just too. She has that sass. Around, yeah. Like, don't talk to your brother like that. It's just like, she's the only one that really could shut up Jason Statham, which I thought <laughs> was hysterical. But yeah, I think she's going to be great in this. And, and I'm interested because I haven't really seen her play a really, uh, a villain. I don't really consider her a villain in the Fast and Furious franchise. She's just the, she's just the, she's just the, the, the villain's mom. <laughs> Or something exactly. or it's just the anti-hero or whatever. But anyway, like she I think was she also was in, she was also in National Treasure as well. I think the second one is that she played the mom. No, no, she actually played the uh, in the first one. Oh, I don't know. If she was in the first one. It's been a long yeah. time in those movies. But yeah, um, that's something that I really have to say. I like the fact that they're casting these big name stars and everything too. Because I remember back in the early '90s or '80s or whatever, you would never catch. Some uh, someone in a superhero film. You would never catch a big name star in a superhero film. You would never catch them on the small screen or anything like that either. Like Al Pacino, who would ever thought that Al would actually be in a Amazon Prime uh, video either uh, TV series? Yeah, like Hunters. So to see Helen Maram show up and to be in this type of movie and everything, it makes me excited. I think she's going to add some layers to those characters and everything to where it's not like one dimensional mm-hmm. or anything like that. So that makes me very excited. Now, um, as far as the uh, farmer James Bond with Pierce Brosnan, I'm going to like go back to this. Before we get into this one, they, the release date currently for the new Shazam movie is next November of November 4th of 2022. I do want to mention that. Okay. That makes sense yeah. though. Yeah, I mean, there's because a lot. The last movie opened up in November or December, so yeah, it it actually worked for them during that um, season. The last one, the last Shazam, that actually opened up in April. Like I know, I saw it early because if there was like a free, as a like a some free like fandom show, like special showing before it actually came out to the public. That I I got yeah, to it was March fifteenth. It came yeah. out. So yeah, I got to see it early for shazam which was cool um but yeah so i think it was march so i think november is a good time period for it so we'll see what it does and it depends what else is coming out at that time but um anyway sorry i didn't mean to cut you off <laughs> no, no 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 i was just gonna let you go back to the story because i was just me introducing the story back into it again okay uh, so yeah with, so anyway um, so since we were talking about shazam and i said briefly said shazam is in black the is black adam is a Care, uh, villain too, in a sense, going to be at some point to Shazam. Um, they just got another big casting for the sh- the Black Adam long-awaited Black Adam movie with the Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and they casted uh, Pierce Brosnan to join as Doctor Fate. So, and they're going to start production for this movie next month. So that means we're getting close. So this is actually finally happening. Thank um, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but I never thought this would actually happen. And for him to play Doctor Fate. Doctor yeah. Fate is such a badass character. Think mm. of him as like WandaVision, but he's got this really dark myth- mystic powers. Mm-hmm. And if I could actually put the two of them together, they're both probably, in my opinion, evenly matched when it comes down to their superpowers. Yeah. But oh my god, like in Injustice, the video game, Injustice Two, mm-hmm. he is such a badass when it comes down to the um comes down to his powers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's reading from the magical book uh, of magic and stuff like that too. I forgot what it's actually called, the book. But, mm-hmm. you know, I like Dr. Fate. I love his character. Um, this is something that excites me. I like Pierce Brosnan as an actor. I liked him in, um, of course, as 007 before we got this other uh, Daniel Craig's version. But mm-hmm. still, for 90s uh, James Bond, I thought he did really good with it. <laughs> Yeah, so his character is a member of the Justice Society of America, um, and he's the iconic hero, Doctor Fate. Um, and then it shows that uh, Dwayne, um, Dwayne Johnson's Twitter, which I, I follow him on Twitter anyway. So he's like, such a pleasure to announce the final member of our just hashtag Justice Society, the badass statesman, Mister Pierce Brosnan, as the iconic and all-knowing Doctor Fate. He says, "I'm grateful to have such a talented, diverse, and hungry cast." 
Speaking of the cast, along with Bronson, the roster of Justice Society of America, we'll see Noah Ciento to all the boys I've loved before. I start as Adam Smasher, um, Quintessa Swindle, Trinkets as Cyclone, and Aldous Hodge. Um, One Night in Miami as Hallman. Um, the film also stars uh, Sarah Sh- uh, Shali, City on a Hill, and Marwan uh, Kinzari, Aladdin, though their roles are going to be kept to, close to the anti-hero chest. Um, so yeah, so Johnson's been attached to and developing at Black Adam for over a decade now, with the sometimes supervillain, sometimes anti-hero, originally slated to make his anticipated debut in 2019 Shazam, though the studio elected to split the character off into individual films to allow them breathing room and proper development, instead choosing to tease the character as Dijmon um, Huson's uh, original wizard Shazam tells his original origin story to Billy. Um, so yeah, so he's about to be directed by um, Jumaine Colette Serra, the director of the movie The Shallows, with Johnson starring as the titular anti-hero, and Rory, Rory Haynes and... I can't, and somebody else writing this current script while somebody else is penning the other one. Film will be the second collaboration between Colette and Johnson, who has been working together on Disney's forthcoming adventure movie, Jungle Cruise, which I think looks pretty cool, by the way. So anyway, Black Adam was supposed to hit December 22nd, 2021 this year, however, but was pushed back to an unspecified release date due to the production delays from the global pandemic and reportedly set to start production next month in Atlanta. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you think of the plot, though? I don't know of any of the plot. I don't think they just they didn't mention the plot in it. It's just it's just Black Adam. So I don't I have no idea who he is. I think they didn't mention the plot. Anything's being kept a wrap. I do have to say this: you couldn't get a better person to play Black Adam than The Rock. Because here's the thing: Billy is the type of person that will smack talk. And everything, and to see, the, I want to see them two just smack talk against each other one on one, and everything, and see who can actually bring who can actually smack talk the best. It's going to be a WWE kind of style of fighting whenever you look at the two two actors uh, fighting off against each other up in the sky and everything. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be fantastic. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for Dwayne the Rock Johnson finally getting some light onto the Black Adam project finally. So now. We just have to wait and see what this is actually going to look like. Once we actually get the plot details and everything, we'll be back again to talk about that. But for the fact that this is actually happening, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I mean, I was going to see it because The Rock's in it, and I'm a huge Rock fan. So I don't care what The Rock's in. I was going to go see it anyway. Um, um, and then, so moving on to the next DC thing is, um, earlier this, like, a while ago, I think it might have been last week, they announced um, they casted Barry Allen's mom. And as soon, as soon as that happened, then uh, Billy Crudrup, who played Henry Allen and was originally supposed to play in The Flash, and he, he was recently seen as him in Zack Snyder's Justice League, he dropped out. So so they casted uh, Ron Livingston to, play, uh, to replace Billy Crudrup as Henry Allen in The Flash. Um, so... This Flash movie, this it's like it's a, it's been in production for years now. I think they just need to right. get on with it. I think it's like, come on. I mean, like DC's so far behind. Like, well, I don't know what I don't, the heck. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't even care if they are behind now. Just put out a good movie. That's all I care about now. Forget yeah. about playing catch up or anything like that. Don't worry about playing catch up with the MCU. Now is your time to shine while. They're getting their building blocks together. You can have your DC movies come out slower and come out right versus having to speed through it and everything. So I think that's the right process to go about it. Forget about trying to catch up with DC. Go on ahead. Put out the best movie possible. Fans will love you for it. People will actually go to the theaters because it's a positive word of buzz going out on the streets. So forget about trying to catch up with Marvel. You're not going to catch up with Marvel, but you have a chance to get ahead of Marvel a little bit because of the fact they're still building the building blocks. We don't have any MCU movies at the moment, so now you have a chance to dominate at the box office right now to do what you need to do. And James Gunn's Justice uh, not Justice League, but James Gunn's Suicide Squad is a, actually the right ticket to actually do that. So well, that's- I mean, technically, before the Suicide Squad comes out, we'll finally get Black um, Black Widow. So that's coming out in July. Suicide Squad's in August. So we'll see. Um, 
I know Black Widow is going to be a huge success in the theaters because right. we've been waiting a long time, not only just a long time for the Black Widow movie. Since 2010. Yeah. Well, or the, the release date was supposed to be last May, but pandemic pushed it to November. Then they pushed it again to May. Now they pushed it to July. We haven't had a Marvel movie in theaters since Spider-Man. And that was in July. So in I think 2019. Yeah, people are hungry for a Marvel movie. So I'm pretty sure Black Widow is going to be a success. We'll get to the other aspect to that in, in a sec. But I don't know. I think, like I said, they keep mentioning about the Flash movie. And it's just like they had a TV show. I liked the TV show. Then that, then I didn't like the TV show. I mean, like it's like it, it's just. I mean, you and I know, both exited out of that show at the same time, though. After that yeah, Iris um, West scene, yeah, um, like where she, yeah, Iris West has become such an annoying, like annoying character. The line that made us uh, made me quit the show: "You're not the Flash. We are the Flash." Done. Screw you. I'm done. Just me uh, too. Boom. Done. Like I just and then I and I actually and I used to love Arrow and I stopped watching that for a while and it's just like I haven't gotten into any of the the, the DC like the last the last enjoy like enjoying DC movie I enjoyed all the way through without any flaws. Aquaman came out in 2018. I that was great. Visually it was stunning. I liked the cast. I thought it was great. The action was pretty cool. I mean to having uh, Amber Heard come in on a freaking Shamu, like right, practically riding as an animal, like riding Shamu. I'm like, come on, that's awesome. And of course, the mo- the funny part of it is the uh, the makeout scene where she's kissing him while explosions are happening in the right. back, all underwater. I mean, this was enjoyable. I enjoyed that movie. And then, the, then, 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 uh, then after that, we got um, forgot what we had. After. I think might have been Wonder Woman 1984, and I had serious yeah. fun with that. And it's like, come on, DC. Like, seriously, stop trying to that Marvel. And again, they, then again, we'll go more into DC and their plans later on this weekend. Um, we'll be covering that on probably Sunday, right? About that would that be right, John? But covering DC's plans yeah. and Warner yeah. Brothers BS. So right. we'll cover. Let's that just on- say that. This topic is gonna get me pissed off to the point where I'm probably gonna wind up ranting <laughs> because of. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, honestly, the sessions, Aquaman is your hero. Let that sink in. Like I said, Aquaman, like he was the only good part of the 2017 Justice League, and he was awesome in his movie. And Aqu- and Aquaman's usually a joke. He's not. DC in Warner Brothers is the joke right now. Aquaman isn't. Well, <laughs> also, that? too. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to say this. Shazam is your hero as well because that was a good oh, yeah. film. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shazam was. I forgot about that. Yeah, that Wonder Woman, to me, I've enjoyed. I'm, also, I'm always going to say this. I enjoyed the first film. 1984, not so much. But Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is fantastic as Wonder Woman. And everything. I liked her. I like her more. Wonder Woman as the character more in the uh, Dawn of Justice and ju- in the D- Zack Snyder's Justice League than I did her two movies because I don't know what the writing is with the, the first two movies. It just feels like. And then a you made Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four two and a half hours. Come on. I really like, like I said. I felt more entertained watching a four hour Justice League movie than I did watching a two and a half hour just long drawn out cut like boring wonder woman with barely any action in it I'm like come on she does she does more fight sequences and donna justice and Zack snyder's justice league combined than the first two uh wonder woman movies I and mean, patty jenkins come on you need get the john wick guys to help you f- do some action sequences heck birds of prey had more action sequences than the one their wonder woman movies had i mean do something i mean because i mean i like superheroes they're supposed to fight not melodramas you want to watch that just go to watch Sun- young and the wrestlers <laughs> but still i enjoyed it but yeah. another thing though too that i want to say though aside from you know aquaman and stuff like that i enjoyed the extended cut for batman versus superman not the theatrical cut i will watch uh 
the extended cut for Batman vs. Superman over the regular version that we got every single time. And then I'll also watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, the four-hour cut, over and over again. I don't care. I'll still watch it. <laughs> but, you know, I still say that they have a lot of misses, more misses than they do have, than they have home runs. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, this one's a, for horror fans, and like I said, this is the one horror movie I'm actually intrigued on. Not many of these, not many of these movies would do it for me, but this one, it's got potential, even though I haven't seen the other ones in this franchise. Go on, attack me. I'm ready for it anyway. <laughs> um, Spiral. Spiral, it gets a release date shift, and this is for good news, and they said we'll now kick off the summer movie, movie season. So Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures have announced the highly anticipated suspense thriller Spiral from the Book of Saul has shifted its release date and will now kick off summer movie season on May 14th, a full week ahead of its pre- previous release date. So it's like, and then and then they say, with the movie theaters now open in New York and Los Angeles, moviegoers returning their fat favorite pastime, Spiral starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. We'll see how long he lasts in this movie. I'm not expecting long. <laughs> Um, puts a fresh spin on the favorite franchise. David Splits, uh, Spitz, um, Lionsgate president of distribution, said in a statement, we know that Saw fans, as well as those experiencing your first Saw adventure, will be on the edge of their seats with this thrilling new film. We are proud to support the exhibitors with one of our most equally awaited films. We're confident this film will kick off a robust summer movie-going season. And it goes, it was supposed to be out last May but was a bumped a full year in wake of the COVID pandemic to May 21st. Well, now theater is opening up around the globe. They decided to move back to May 14th. Um, so it just comes and this story is by Chris Rock. Um, so, and so anyway, it stars Chris right. Rock is by Chris Rock, who was the co-star Samuel Jackson. Rock plays a detective investigating a series of grisly crimes with Jackson playing his father. They joined in the film by Matt, um, Max, Magalahan, who plays William Schnick, Rob's partner, and Mariso Nichols as Captain Angel Angie Garza, Rick Rock's boss. Um, so this offered an amped up level of, of deviously treacherous traps, clever clues, and edgy receipts suspense that I expect from one of the mo- world's most terrifying horror franchises. Yep. But this makes me excited. I'm excited to see something new from the from Saw. I love the very first Saw movie. I thought that was the most original one that they had out. I don't I know you just never saw any of the other Saw movies. No, I've seen the bits and pieces. I know like he's technically an anti-hero and he's taking away he's cleaning up the scum of the streets like, hey druggie, do you want to survive? You want to play a game? Okay, you need to get the antidote by driving in some needles because you know you need that fix. Right. But at the same time though, it's also redemption for some of the characters though too. He's yeah. always about redemption. But yeah. the very first one is the one that I think you should check out because it's the best one out of the Saw movie. I think I already know the twist in it anyway. So I think I was just like, I read well, up. Yeah. Right. And it, yeah. Yeah. But still, overall, it was a good movie. James Wan was the one who directed that one and wrote it. So that was something that I really liked about that. But when you look at Saw, it was all about the gore fest and stuff like that into the very last few films and stuff like that. With this, and you have a detective story going on here. Mm-hmm. I believe that Samuel Jax is going to die, and he's investigating and Chris Rock's going to be investigating the crime. And, yeah. and that's whenever the movie's going to start, and that's when as, as he's getting deeper into it, as Chris Rock's getting deeper, that's when he's going to be discovering the book of Saw. Spiral. Probably, yeah. Yeah, um, it's gonna have and a seven it, kind of feel to it, I think. Uh, yeah, and uh, I enjoyed seven for what I thought it was pretty good. Um, this one this seems intriguing because it's mm-hmm. the thing is the com- uh, c- comedic actors, they their niche is really horror movies. Hence, look what happened with Jordan Peele. He was a comedy right. guy. They got twisted minds. So look what Jordan yep. Peele's been doing. Like I think Chris Rock has got that mind, and like and honestly, I want to see. I want to see what happens when Sam Jackson yells, you want to play a game, mother effers. Like, I'm on, that's that's, I that, 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 that was the only quote for me. I'm like, you want to play a game, mother people? So I'm like, all right, I don't watch horror movies, but I'm a change. Would I go to the theater to see this? Probably not. <laughs> like, probably not. Like I said, because I didn't even know what the pandemic would look like in May. 
And a, I don't really like. I said, like very few movies after the pandemic are going to make me want to go to the theater to see. For this, probably not. I mean, like I said, if I can watch it at home, I'll probably will do that. But, but like I said, like I mean, would I see the theaters? No, Black Widow. Yes, that's probably not. Like I said, I'll probably wait. Um, I'm intrigued on it, but is it intriguing enough to me the pandemic? To go in to see it in the theater, a crammed theater for this, probably not. But I'll still check it out. If it wasn't COVID, yeah, I would definitely check it out. But we're not talking about, you know, A-level type of camera angles where you have a wide shot. We're going to have to see a lot of atmosphere when it comes down to certain shots like a war film or anything like that. Mm -hmm. This is all. This is a simplistic type kind of story to the point where you can say, okay, I love the Saw franchise. I love Saw, but maybe I can go on here and skip out on Saw and see this, like you said, on Blu-ray, Redbox, or HBO Max, or wherever it's going to be playing at. Mm-hmm. So there's always that option. Okay, now we're getting into the Final the real topic. the real topic of this. Um, so essentially, um, there was a lot of Disney announced this week. Might have been a few days ago. Actually, it was twenty third of some a lot of delays. And, and a lot of news and stuff. So, big thing here is Disney Media and Entertainment Today announced the new release dates for a number of titles. And as I said, the announcement updates were all forthcoming. Corolla is involved with this. So is Black Widow. And Disney Pixar's Luca also in the revi- includes revised premiere dates for other films. So, the big thing here is Black Widow has been moved from its May 4th or yeah, May de- like, release date coming out July 9th. And it's going to be released not only on theaters, but also on Disney+. Plus. However, they're doing that same crap with Premier Access. And, and, and then like, so that's July 9th. And Corella is doing the same thing, too, coming out on May 28th. And on Premier Access as well. And it's for the $30 as well. Um, and then, so, as they said, um, according to this, today, announcement reflects our Focus on providing cust- consumer choice and serving the evolving preference of audiences. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, consumer choice, my ass. Yeah, by a flexible distribution strategy in a dynamic marketplace that is beginning to recover from a global pandemic, we will continue to employ the best options to deliver the Walt Disney Company's unparalleled storytelling to fans and family around the world, said Kareem Daniel, chairman, Disney Media. I'm like, yeah, bullshit. I'm sorry. So- this is this is this is effing pathetic. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Okay, Fucking let death. me just say this. Let me just say this. You're saying that the the CEO is saying this. We're gonna give our customers options. What options are you giving us? You're making us pay thirty bucks for a movie that you can't keep. You're letting us rent it and everything, and then after that, it goes away like Thanos at the snap of the fingers, and everything. Yeah. Guess yeah. what, guys? Go ahead, support the movie in a movie theater. Do not yeah. waste thirty bucks on a movie that you can't even keep. Or because yeah, you're just then, yeah, and then weeks later, come on Disney Plus and no charge. You did you did this with Mulan, and and how'd that work out for you? Oh, sure, it's a big success. Define success, because I heard it wasn't successful. And then you're saying Raya the Last Dragon, which sure it's a success in Disney Plus. But imagine if it had been opened in the theater. <laughs> Nobody was going to the theater to see this. Come on, Disney, get your head out of your ass. They knew what they were going to do before anything, you know? They knew exactly what they were going for. Not only that, but you want to give us options? How about this? Either we can go out and support this in the movie theater, or you can wait 45 days later and go on ahead, drop it on Disney+, and everything, which will guarantee you more subscribers. More subscribers guarantees you more revenue. More revenue means that you get to push out more stuff. Therefore, you see equal balance. Guess what? You don't know the math mechanics of this. You only see it in one perspective. You don't see it in two different perspectives. You know what? You spend $15, $20 going out with your family and everything to, you know, I'm just I'm just speculating on how much it actually costs to feed your family at, at a dinner. But guess what? It's filling. You get to fill yourself. You get to have a conversation with your family and everything during that dinner. And guess what? You get to go on ahead and go to the movie theaters and celebrate this movie with your family and talk about it amongst yourself, amongst other people. And guess what? You got to still you have a full stomach, and you also get to have a good time with your family with 
I want it might be maybe a little bit expensive or whatever, but it's not thirty dollars where you don't get to keep the movie or anything like that. You get to have your food that you had with you and to go boxes, so money's not wasted there. You also have your your popcorn and stuff like that at the movie theaters, so it's a win-win situation. Yeah, and if you really want it like this, you're gonna release in four K Ultra HD Blu-ray anyway, and like that's thirty dollars. Jeez, I would rather spend thirty dollars. And buy the thing, impulse buy, because I know I'm going to enjoy it. I'm just going to spend the $30 anyway to buy it. Why not give us that option? What you should have done for Mulan. Like when I was chatting with Sean a while a while ago when Mulan came out, Sean's like, really? $30? Jeez, I'd rather buy it. Like, yeah, come on, Disney. I mean, like, look at the HBO Max method. Sure. I, like I said, I mean, look, I like, I think that's six, I think that's a pretty cool six thing because they're releasing movies. Both in theaters and that, so giving you both awards, and you don't have to pay extra for it. Wow! Exactly. But is that a suddenly hard thing to do, Disney? Aren't you like media? Are you money whores or trying to get more money? Seriously, you you get plenty of freaking money. It's it. This is really simple stuff. Look what HBO Max is doing, and yeah, like I said, after this year, they're gonna like, and then it, guess what? Warner Brothers has an exclusive deal with Regal Cinemas for forty-five days or for thirty or forty-five days. So when theater in twenty twenty-two, when Warner Brothers are out, they come exclusively to Regal first, then other theaters. But then again, that what they're doing now is a good thing because there's a lot of HBO Max movies that it was just released that I don't think we're gonna do that well in the theaters. They're giving you the options, and you don't have to pay extra for it. Why are you making people pay $30 extra to watch something that they were going to go see in the theater? Like, no one wants to go see Raya the Last Dragon, even though it's probably got good reviews. I never heard of it because Disney's not promoting it. And I don't like I said, I don't think Corella is going to, like, not many people are going to spend the $30 for Corella when it comes out on Disney+. Plus. They'll probably wait for it to go free, and that loses you money. You need to start thinking clearly about this, Disney. This is the same crap you pull over and over again. And when do you listen? You don't. Never. I get to see some idiot in an executive meeting. We're going to give our customers options. How do we do give them options? We're going to go ahead and give them an option of going with the premium plan. Or we're going to go ahead and screw them over with no plan at all. Go with the basic plan and everything. And have make them charge for $30. And then... You know, if this pandemic's not over with, guess what? We're not going to do anything at all. They're going to keep the premium plan and everything. We're going to keep everything like it is, but it's good to have options. Come on. Options, my ass. Mm-hmm. That's what anyway, I And another, um, and then there's some other ones. There's a Disney Pixar movie called Luca. We'll stream it directly into homes worldwide exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Oh, and guess what? You don't have to pay $30 for that. That one's exclusively <laughs> Disney+. Plus the hell like i said no no one's heard of luca i'm like i'm not sure the diehard disney fans um and oh, some other 23 or something like that or paid yeah, attention to whatever that attention all that stuff anyway and then right. and they announced some other release dates um yeah yeah well free guys coming out august 13th which i'm excited for um yeah, that's that's a movie that's not by disney since they uh, they uh, secondly still um, 20th Century Pictures or whatever the heck Fox is named now. Um, so I'm excited for that. That's August 13th. Um, Shin Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That might be exciting. September 3rd. Um, the King's Man got pushed to December 22nd of 2021. Um, and I think the Eternals didn't change the release date, so that's good. That's still November. Um, Deep Water, which is a um, they called it an erotic thriller. Starring Ana de Amas and Ben Affleck. Um, so that one's coming out next January, which is a good time period for that. And then finally they said, um, and then the Death on the Nile, the, the long-awaited sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, got pushed to next February of 2022. Eh, yeah. I don't really care for, the, for, for that one at all, to be honest First with one you. Wasn't that great? I mean, this new one's supposed to have Gal Gadot in it, and it's supposed to have other people in it, but I'm not sure. I mean, it was all right. I mean, here's the thing, though, yeah. about release dates and stuff like that. You know, we've been talking about this ever since the virus ended up. It's no surprise that they're going to keep moving things back. It's an everyday occurrence and everything. You're going to have um, movies getting pushed back more and more and everything until this pandemic's actually over with, until it's, the numbers go down, or until people get vaccinated. So it's no surprise that these 
release dates change periodically and everything to the point where people are just fatigued and they want something new. And, you know, as someone that reports on the news and everything with the coronavirus stuff, with the uh, whole entire release date stuff, you know, I can't help but get fatigued sometimes. I'm like, okay, you know, we've, it's no surprise. It's basically common sense. Studios want to go ahead and make sure everybody's safe from this pandemic. And of course, movies are going to go on ahead and get pushed back but you know i would love to see a full blow i would love to see a resurgence in the movie theaters again i would love to yeah. see people going back yeah just, which i thought was kind of cool last few weeks we've gotten krasinski coming out say all right you guys late on and off here here we're, we're pushing up the release date for quiet place two and chris rock you guys waited long enough so here's this i mean and then like i said i mean like i said i just think Disney Plus, I think they're just too smug in their head about it right now. And I think they really need to stop because, yeah, we're telling how many people that the only people, the only reason people sign up for Disney Plus so they can watch these Marvel shows and then dump it. Like, I don't intend to keep Disney Plus that long. I'm like, I watched it for WandaVision. I'm going to watch it for the Marvel stuff. But besides that, I don't think I'll keep it that long. Like, maybe by next year, I might get rid of it. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm sure as hell I ain't paying $30 for something I can easily go buy myself. Now, I'll own up to the fact that I, whenever I had Disney Plus and everything and stuff like that too, I canceled right after I watched a couple of things of Jeff Goldblum's show mm-hmm. um, and The Mandalorian. And then, of course, I revisited a couple of my old childhood original Disney movies and stuff like that whenever it aired on Disney Channel and stuff like that. Yeah. But was it enough for me to be invested in? Was it enough for me to say, hey, look, I'm going to keep Disney Plus? No, I could do without Disney Plus. I mean, I only had Disney Plus because my phone plan, I got a year for free. But without, like, whatever been coming out, like, I knew I was going to be buying HBO Max. Like, I knew that because that's what's going to, that's what enticed me because I was going to spend money for that than it was Disney Plus. I'm only doing Disney Plus now because, frankly, just the Marvel stuff, just to stay caught right. up. But HBO Max, like I said, my TV, my t- television plan came with HBO Max. And I'm like, okay, it was fine because I was going to pay for it anyway. Because that what they're doing is smart. And I liked it. Yeah, they're thinking not just the short term, but the long game here. They're giving you options. Now we're getting the big movies that are coming up for them. That's why they're teaming up with Regal. That's why the- Regal theaters are starting to open up in April to entice people, okay, April 2nd, we have a, like a big chunk of theaters opening up for Godzilla. Then we're going to have a next set for um, the next one in the 16th, which is Mortal Kombat. That's smart. And I think that, with D- D- Disney, you just need to get your heads out of your ass. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but like you guys are dumb. And, if I, and if, I, if I met you in person, I would tell you to your face, you guys are stupid because I'm a consumer, you're a corporate idiot, and you don't know what you're doing. You never know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing now. Like you really think they're paying thirty dollars, like, def- and like keep saying success. Define success. What two people watch it? Three? Like, come on. Be, more, be, like, be stop saying you're being successful at this when cl- deep down you know you just lost money on Mulan for what you did. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. This is really this is this is common sense stuff. That's why you need to be like HBO Max and stop. Like, like I said, sure people are gonna. Sp- fork over $30 to pay Black Widow. I'm willing to wait. I was been willing to wait for a while. I was willing to wait last year when they delayed it. I'm willing to wait now when they delayed it. Am I going to be like desperate to pay $30 for something I don't keep? No, I'm not. I would rather go to the theater to go see it because that's where it's meant to be seen. Right. So. So (laughs) So is there anything else that's on the agenda or is that pretty much all the stories? I mean, that's all I okay. got right now. I mean, it's just, um, I mean, we so, mentioned other stuff that weren't even on that. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I got, to be honest. Okay. Um, um, just tell people, like, hey, just make sure you guys will check out the new uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier tomorrow. Hopefully it's a good one, because um, Marvel already released the character, uh, uh, an action figure character, what Falcon looked like. And I'm like, okay, so that's kind of like helping my opinion happen when I said on the show earlier. <laughs> 
All right, guys. So stay tuned tomorrow night for our uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier after show. Like Charlie mentioned, it starts at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. Another thing, too, guys, go on ahead, hit that like button, share this with everybody. Let everybody know about Movie Loves Unite. Another thing, too, guys, is if you guys want to donate to the page, how do you do that? You just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movieloversunite.com for all, and you know, Movie Lovers Podcast is actually what it's called. And also, too, for all your human needs and wants, just go to www.movieloversunite.com. Of course, you guys can follow us on Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, underneath the same brand as well on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. Then, of course, you can go on ahead and follow me on tw- on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit. Same name under uh, Stereo as well at Movie Lovers Unit. Then uh, John DeGorio 8 on Twitter as well. We're going to be doing our top 10 2012 movies coming up on Saturday at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. And then, of course, you can listen to me rant for about an hour with the DC stuff coming up in, uh, on Sunday in our, at the same time. In our trailer reactions, too, so stay tuned right. for that for the Jason Statham movie on Monday. No, no idea when we're going to do that, but we'll keep you guys posted. It'll we'll probably be you. after work, after I get off of work, like yeah. we normally do. Yeah, we'll do that on Monday, and then definitely tomorrow. Stay tuned. We'll be reacting to the Suicide Squad trailer. Um, see Disney. That's how you. That's how you do a movie right there. <laughs> All right. So, with further ado, thank you, Charlie, for joining me once again. I do appreciate it. Everyone that uh, watched it, watch this video, even though it was maybe for five, maybe ten minutes. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Tara, for inside the live chat as well. Always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. And bye bye. Yeah.